Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Ask Annie podcast. Um, as always, I'm joined by Annie. How are you this morning, Annie? Feeling okay, Bill. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Oh, that's because it's Monday and, you know, we all are just okay until we hit 10 o'clock and then we realize, hey, productivity is kicking in, the work we started. Um, so welcome aboard. And, you know, today's session is more important than perhaps all the ones that we've done because what I think is important to people as they are considering accounting, tax planning, financial planning professionals, you know, they're not all created equal. And um, we wanted to talk today about what we are proud of and what we feel are the differentiators in Annie's service. So a little bit of background for those of you joining us for the first time. Um, Annie became a certified CPA back in 1995. And after working for such notable firms as Arthur Anderson and H&R Block, Annie went on to found Atlantis Accounting in 2006. And for 16-plus years, um, Annie has provided comprehensive accounting, tax planning, tax strategy, and financial planning professional services. Um, and, you know, coupled with Annie's broad and diverse experience, um, she brings a lot to the table. But, you know, at first pass, everyone might have the same certifications, right, Annie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but not everybody does. And not everybody approaches the business in the same way. Um, so in addition to Annie being an MBA and certainly a CPA, Annie is a CKA, which for those of you who don't know what that certification means, it's a certified kingdom advisor. Did I get that right, Annie? Yeah, you got it right this time, Phil. <laughs> and what is what does the CKA mean? Well, CKA um, is a religious organization. It's being founded by a retired CPA, and that's what drew my attention to it. I joined the organization probably about twelve years ago. Wow. Uh, yes, and I was looking to advance myself in addition to professional requirement imposed by CPA society. I'm hoping also to um, consolidate my belief along with network um, opportunities. And that's the main reason I joined um, the organization to get more support and also if there's opportunity to give back to the community. Yeah, I love that. And so the CKA organization itself is a faith-based organization. And in order to both be certified and also to maintain that certification, there are about nine very specific service promises that um, are incorporated into the CKA certification. And, ongoing work with clients. And this is where we start to get into asking ourselves what's most important to us in someone that we may work with. Um, so Annie, the first of those nine certifications is around integrity. And tell me why that's, or tell us all why that's important. Well, um, as I grew up, my brother used to tease me he thinks I'm gullible <laughs> and because I, I 
and in college, my the people from my class saying, there's no gray area with me. It's either black or white. Um, and I, you know, I was thinking to myself, I, I know gray, you know, I can be gray, but after all these years um, in practice, I head up the practice, even though I have a consultant who clearly has more experience than me, which at first intimidate me. <laughs> um, but I do realize that the importance of maintain the truth. For example, I pick up this client who is has a great personal skills. Um, the, his business growing. He's setting up three, four, five, six LLCs. Wow. And um, right, but as one of the podcasts that we discussed, the important thing to business owners is cash flow. He got caught up with it, and um, he has partners. So. How is he going to explain the differences between the accounting book versus the tax book and the cash flow? Um, to me, honesty is always the best policy, but sometimes there is room for solution because, uh, in accordance to accounting principles to bridge the gap between the managing partner want and the other members or silent partners um, wish to accomplish. But there's just so much that I can offer without jeopardize the integrity issue. Eventually, after all the bullets run out, I have to bow out, you know, that there's so much I can do. Um, and then if he, I'm buying him time, but when the time runs out, there's really nothing I can do more for him. And that was, I didn't want to end it, but sometimes, sometimes it's better to part ways before, you know, things get out of control. So to me, Integrity is important. I have a lot of license on the plate. I have other clients I have to take care of. Um, I like what I do and I have responsibility to other clients as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, all of us listening can think about headline stories, right? Mm -hmm. um, years ago, it was um, the Enron Corporation, and for those of you that don't know the en Enron story, they really didn't start out where they ended up. They just pushed a little bit into the gray, and when that was okay, and it drove quarterly profits, the next quarter they pushed a little further into the gray. Um, adopting mark-to-market accounting principles, they began to post revenue against even facilities that weren't built. They would project what it cost to build that business, and then they would project what that business could produce in terms of income. And even before the first brick was laid, they were recognizing revenues. And the point is, 
lacking integrity, you can push closer and closer to that gray line. And once you step over it, it grows exponentially and you find yourself on a headline one day, small or large business. Um, so that's really an important trait. Thank you, Annie. Objectivity, you know, that's a vague one until you really think about it. Um, you want a professional to provide you advice based on your situation. And certainly they can offer insights based on their own experience, but when their experience colors the work that they do for you, and it's no longer in your best interest, but shaded by their experiences, well, that steps over a different line. So talk to me a little bit about objectivity. In well, I think regardless you work with a professional or when you try to make decisions on your own, it's important to take emotions out of the equation. That's easier to make an objective decision. Um, for example, it might not be the best example about a trial, why they pick jurors, that they look at their background and to see if there's any possibility they won't be objective or they want them to not have objectivity because they might be sympathized with their clients. So for me, um, I do enjoy work different professionals because I like to learn and I think people are interesting. I can learn from all different walks of life. <laughs> I mean, what fun is it if I only work with marketing professional, like feel yourself? I think it will be fun um, to work with, for example, stables, you know, people, they raise horses. I think it's fun to work with athletics, um, you know, athletes, um, working with perhaps entertainment, um, actress, singers, <laughs> if I can, I, if I can have them as clients, I think it will be fun. You know, like Celine Dion, it's like interesting, right? Mm -hmm. She has a very interesting journey. Um, and I think one of the things is you, you learn from your clients. I don't want to be in um, a profession position to my clients and because I'm looking for, I don't want to have like thousands of clients. I do prefer to work with um, limited number of clients and understand them well and coordinate for them with all financial related matters, including taxes. I think to the clients, the benefit would be they pick up the phone, they got everything taken care of, or they have a firm they can coordinate things matters for them. And for me, I don't have to remember thousands of clients' situation, <laughs> right? And right. Mm -hmm, I can be objective, even though I grew to be fond of them. I can be, because after all, it's a client and CPA relationship. I can be objective because I know them well. And um, since I have other clients, I'm not just working for one client or 10 clients. So I can be objective to give my advice. And then if 
we have to part way as friends, we can because I have other clients to serve as well. Makes sense. And, you know, I think it is a fiduciary responsibility when you're working with a trained certified professional that if, you know, like I've done many times, I'm sprinting full speed into a brick wall. It's the fiduciary responsibility of someone that I work with to stop me, stand in front of that wall and say, listen, we need to have a conversation about this and open an honest one because you're about to run into a wall. It's probably going to hurt your head. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's excellent insights. Um, certainly, you know, competence is one of the CKA requirements and it's safe to assume, you know, every accounting tax and financial planning professional goes through the same series of learnings to get those certifications. What happens after that? is what's interesting and what matters. So we're going to set aside confidence because for the most part, you know, you can gauge, hey, Annie has a CPA, MBA, CKA. What does that mean to the needs that I have is really a question you're going to be, you know, uh, be asking. But suitability is something. And I think you touched on this by saying, I don't want thousands of clients. I want tens to hundreds of the right clients. And it sounds like you're not taking on a client because it makes you money. You're taking on a client because they align with your vision and mission and they're the right fit mutually. Am I reading that right? Yes, I think so, Phil. You're so how do you determine that, Annie? Um, from a first meeting, if the client is not being referred, um, we have initial meeting and even though the client's being referred, we have a first meeting just to go over the reason they are seeking out professional advice, what they try to accomplish, and I can explain to them how I work and if I'm able to deliver what um, they are seeking. So it's, um, it's a get to know each other initial meeting. And if I may just use prepare tax return as an example, the most, I almost always, the inquiry I receive from emails or website was always my, I love this one, the first sentence, my returns are simple. So how much <laughs> is And I'm like, uh, okay, I know your returns are simple, but if your returns are simple, you would be purchasing triple tax you probably wouldn't be wanting to work with a CPA because um, I wasn't born yesterday. And at first I was, you know, I got very like, oh, well, great. I got to do a simple return, hooray. But then you realize, no, they just tried to ease me in. So I had, a, I'm very objective. I price out the tax return based on the filing status, the forms and schedules I have to prepare. I also developed three tax program. One is just very basic. For those clients, they just want me to file the returns. They don't want advice. Under, nonetheless, I provide one hour consultation because when they say they have no questions, they always do. <laughs> of course they do. The second one, the middle package would be peace of mind. It is for clients if you know, for any reason, their returns being selected for audits, paper audits, that will be covered. The last 
the most elite program is tax reduction. I would prepare a tax plan based on the returns filed for them for that year. That actually there's a document called tax plan document that will be delivered to the clients. And with that, I also offer 25 hours consultation through the year. Wow. So um, what's your question again? <laughs> no, actually, I think you covered it very, very effectively. And, you know, some of the other um, service promises we won't necessarily touch on the importance of humility and how you treat others, the empathy that you show. Well, any of that shines through. Um, in every conversation we have together. Generosity, giving of your time where appropriate and as appropriate um, beyond expectations is uh, an important trait. But I think, you know, the last one I want to touch on is accountability. And what I would suggest to the listeners, and I want, Annie, I want you to expand on this a little bit as we come closer to the close, um, mutual accountability. And let's just face it, not every client is created the same. Some are highly responsive. When you need something from them, they're getting right back to you. They're a pleasure to work with, they're cordial. Some people, because other things are going on in their life, they may not be as prompt in responding. But the realities are, when you agree to take on a professional, you agree on mutual accountabilities. This is what I'm accountable to, this is what you're accountable to, do we agree? And then we have a, a real, the, the start of a real partnership. But how we execute against those accountabilities determines how successful that partnership would be. So speak a little bit about that. Well, I don't know if I can speak after you just gave that perfect speech. <laughs> I'm going to try. I think um, what I find out, which I was reluctant to do, is to give clients a reasonable deadline. People seem to respond that pretty well. I also give clients discounts if they give me returns by a certain date. And oh, then, it's kind of like a Pavlovian model, like stimulus response. <laughs> right, you know, conditional that you, you try to comp, you try to enforce the positive behavior. But then after a certain date, I reserve the right to file them on time. Although I don't file extensions. And then I have conditional, um, I guess, request or delivery. If they want to file on time, but they miss the last submission date, if they compensate for extra award, then I we will do it. And then if they don't, that's fine. We'll still try to meet the filing deadline on best effort basis, so that I don't stress out and you know I don't get my staff or my consultant to like up at night. So I that's how how I manage it. Love that. And, you know, at the end of the day, the reason that I wanted to explore the CKA certification is, you know, regardless of your faith, if you have one, or perhaps it's a very personal thing to you that's not defined by a denomination or a church body, um, but you, you know, believe in the God within principles. 
they guide you towards certain things that you will and certain things you will not do. And to find somebody in the financial space where there's all kinds of chicanery and things that can be done, to find somebody that brings integrity to that equation and has a service promise aligned with those things that matter to being a good person, I think is really valuable to explore. So Annie, this has been a great session. and We had a couple laughs along the way and you touched my heart with a couple of the stories as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate yeah. your support. Of course. And for our listeners, if you enjoyed this session or perhaps you know of somebody that's vetting out uh, professional services, perhaps this is a podcast you can share with them and say, well, listen, here's how to get to know this person. Before you even talk to them, it's interesting to listen to their perspectives and those align with yours and your value sets and your morals and ethics. You might really want to talk to them and consider them. So excellent session, Annie. Hope everyone enjoyed. Thank you so much. Thanks again.